Hi folks and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Zivna Kajimam again. Great to have you with us today as always. Now today's topic, which we've only just briefly touched upon here in the past, is actually one of the most burning topics for almost anyone who's investing or planning to invest in Japan. And that's the topic of financing, or to be more accurate, the severe lack of financing options. Now, the reason we haven't addressed this topic in any length here is simply because there isn't much to say about it, unfortunately, unless you're a Japanese long-term resident with documented and stable income history of at least a few years, or alternatively, if you're a Japanese company or a Japanese registered company with documented and stable income history, except those two options, you've got almost zero options of obtaining a mortgage loan for your Japanese property investments or even any other type of property investment loan. And even for resident foreigners, it's a lot easier to get a mortgage for a home to live in than it is for investment purposes. Now, this year it became even harder uh, due to the Suruga Bank investment loan scandal, which exploded into headlines here in Japan last April. What happened was that some of this uh, Shizuoka-based bank's employees were knowingly involved in accepting phony loan documents from applicants with very questionable creditworthiness. Clients were forced to sign financing packages that were bundled with loans that they didn't actually need. And executives were blamed for essentially overlooking or even implicitly encouraging these practices. As a result, all banks around the country have tighten their investment loan criteria even more, which really makes it very, very difficult to get approved these days, even if you do reside in the country, and pretty much impossible if you don't. There are exceptions to this rule, but these are normally only made for very large loans, ranging in the millions of dollars from one of uh, Japan's bigger mega banks. And in those cases, the upfront payment required, which is normally 50 or 60% of the purchase value for those who don't have pre-existing established income streams here makes it extremely unpractical for most investors. There are some international banks which operate in Japan, like the Bank of China, for example, who do provide loans to non-resident foreigners who have active accounts with them in other countries. But these are rare and these banks have quite strict criteria on exactly where, what property profile, how old and how much you can buy. So again, not really practical in most cases. Now, this is obviously very frustrating for most first-time investors into Japan. And from our personal company experience as a buyer's agent, it probably filters out about 50%, if not more, of potential investors. And even worse, those who can afford to buy their properties in cash are also greatly limited in their budget and selection as a result of that. Now, the fact that Japan is the world's second biggest property investment market by transaction size, and the fact that companies like ours who represent foreign investors can still do business in spite of this problem, only points to the huge popularity that Japan enjoys in this regard. For all of the many reasons that we've discussed here on the podcast at length, but it also tells us what huge demand there is in the global market for Japanese properties, and more specifically for a financing product for these properties, which is where you come in. And by you, I mean anyone out there who has any interest in diversifying their investment portfolios beyond standard property investments, but without straying too far from the real estate arena with reasonable security and low risk levels. 
So here's our pitch to you. If you've got any amount of funds that you're looking to invest, say from 20,000 US dollars and upwards, which is the minimum amount usually required for the purchase of a small condo unit in an older building in some cities here in Japan. And if you're not in the market for purchasing such a property yourself, either because you already have enough direct properties under your name or because you just don't want the hands-on involvement that's sometimes required for direct ownership for any reason, or because you prefer a more stable and reliable monthly income, not have to depend on vacancies or suddenly pay for maintenance, renovation, etc. Why not consider lending to one of those buyers who want to expand their portfolios in Japan? Now, here are the advantages from your perspective as the lender. Firstly, everything that I've just mentioned, you'll be receiving monthly or annual payments, regardless of what's actually happening with the underlying property itself. You've got the security of the property itself, of course, in case the owner defaults, it becomes yours. You can dictate your own terms for the loan, as long as they're reasonable, of course. So anywhere from, say, 3 to 6% interest annually, depending on the length of the loan, depending on the amount or on the frequency of the payments, etc., you can even specify an equity gain profit section for yourself as the lender, which is quite a common loan condition in many private lending channels all around the world. So essentially, if and when the property is sold, you're also going to be entitled to a share of the equity profits. For added security, aside from the underlying property itself, you can also decide, for example, to only lend money to people who have already purchased properties in Japan in the past, and are successfully gaining rental income from them. You can even demand that one of these properties uh, be used as security as opposed to or in addition to the one that's going to be purchased. And lastly, you could limit your lending to residents of your own country of residence, which would make your legal recourse even easier. Although, to be honest, having the property as collateral is probably more than enough, considering that at least part of the loan would have been paid by the time anyone could potentially default in almost all cases. So, in short, you're the boss, you're in control, you decide how much you want to lend, how much interest you want to get, and at what terms and conditions. Now, if this sounds like a call to action, that's because it's exactly what this is. We've got dozens of existing clients who would double and triple their portfolios overnight, not to mention hundreds of potential clients who've joined our mailing lists, simply couldn't afford or were not interested in purchasing in cash up until now, but are very interested in and are regularly following the market here, just waiting for the opportunity to invest. So it's really a win-win-win type of scenario. Investors who couldn't purchase or couldn't purchase as much as they wanted to will be able to do so. You, the lender, would have an added asset in your portfolio that's completely hands-off, reliable income, and still gives you exposure to Asia-Pacific's biggest property investment market. And we here at NTI would probably be able to do even more business than we're currently doing, which is, of course, always a good thing too. So if you've got any interest in becoming a private lender in a very safe and highly regulated environment with full security, legal recourse, and stability of income, please feel free to contact us. We've got a huge amount of potential and reliable clients for you. And we'll be more than happy to help you hammer out the documents required to set this all up. So let's open up this market, solve a burning problem while making a tidy profit for everyone involved along the way. That's it from us for this week, folks. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know anyone who may find this content or the rest of our podcast interesting, please do share it with them. 
Leave us any comments, questions, or requests for topics in the comments section or wherever you may have found us. And please do take a moment of your time, if you could, to leave us a rating in the iTunes store, Spotify, or anywhere where good podcasts are found. We'd really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, from all of us here at NTI, we wish you all a great weekend. And as always, happy investing.